0: Well, please turn to Daniel chapter twelve. And commence to read in verse eight. And I heard, but understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? He he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of an end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. The wicked shall do wickedly. None of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, And the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth, and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Go thy way till the end, uh, till the end be. For thou shalt rest, and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for uh, your word this night. We thank you for the book of Daniel. We thank you for this prophetic truth. We pray as we bring this book to a close tonight that, Lord God, you'd guide our time. That Father, our focus would be upon you, that you'd be exalted, you would be praised, and you bless, Father, as we study together uh, this your word to your glory. Uh, Father, I pray that you give me wisdom as always that I might have uh, clarity of thought, be able to put into speech that which I've studied. Lord, may you receive the praise and the glory for this night. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We noted last week that, uh, you know, good books always end with a good conclusion. Uh, That's designed to bring the book to a sensible close. Daniel chapter 12 verses 4 to 13 is the postscript to Daniel. And in these closing verses Daniel is given some personal instructions as he seeks some answers to some questions we've already seen the responsibility of Daniel and the request from an angel tonight we finally want to consider the reply to Daniel in Daniel chapter 8 uh, chapter 12 verses 8 to 13 Dan, you were right David verses 8 to 13 the question has been asked in these verses how long how long? The question that often asked today is how long? Verse 6. And one said to the man clothed in linen which is upon the waters, the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And the question that's often asked particularly amongst believers is how long? How long will it be to the end? The questions that are often on uh, believers' lips, particularly those who are premillennialists and pre-tribulations like you and I, we look around us and we ask the question how long till the end of these days. And the angel had asked that question in verse 6, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And now Daniel in this whole series of asking questions, Daniel asks a question, and his question basically is, what is the purpose of it all? The angel wants to know how long it will be before it ends, and Daniel simply wants to know what's it all about. What's the point of all this? What's the purpose of all these prophecies? Because look in verse 8. Look what he says. He said, I heard and I understood not. And then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Now, Daniel didn't fully understand. He's still still in the dark here. He said, I heard, but I understand not. I've heard this vision. I've heard chapter 9, 10, 11. 12, I've heard it all, but I really don't understand it all, Lord. I, I can't get my head around it. I, I've heard it, but I don't understand it. So my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? What's the point of it all? And so Daniel does what, what all of us must do when we don't understand something. He humbled himself before God, and he asked God for the wisdom that was needed in understanding what God was trying to say in this prophecy. You know, we are told in James chapter 1 and verse 5, if any man lack wisdom, let me ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So it's reasonable for Daniel to come and say, Lord, what's it all about? What's the purpose of this? You've told the angel, uh, uh, the angel has asked how long. You told me, Daniel, to go away and close up the book. What's the point of it all? What's it all about? You know, there are times when you and I want to know, don't we, what is the purpose of it? We want to know what's it all about. Why does the Lord allow certain things to happen in our lives? Why does God allow certain things to happen in the world? Why does God allow certain things to take place? What's it all about? What's the purpose of it? You and I sometimes, I'm sure, feel like saying with Daniel, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And there are times when we simply need the Lord to give us understanding. And the Bible assures us that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God to giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Mind you, we may not always like the answer that we get. In fact, many times we may not even get the answer we're expecting. And that's exactly what happens to Daniel because note, Daniel is lacking wisdom and he asks God for wisdom and God answers him in verse 9. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. The words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Daniel says, Lord, I don't get it. I don't understand it. What's it all about, Lord? And the Lord says to Daniel, Daniel, go thy way. <laughs> the, the, the matter's finished. The book is sealed. Daniel asked for wisdom and God says, go thy way. And I'm sure it's not the answer Daniel was looking for. When Daniel said to the Lord, "Oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? What he wasn't expecting was, Daniel, go thy way. He wanted to understand. And the Lord says to him, Daniel, go thy way, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end, or to put it into our language the answer is for another day the book is closed Daniel go your way the matter that I've just revealed is for another day it's not for you Daniel it's for another day and the book is closed you know, from time to time there are some things we don't understand Beloved, sometimes when you and I ask God for wisdom and God gives us an answer that seems vague like this, then you and I just have to accept that that is God's will. For God just doesn't want us to understand some things. God's under no obligation to explain everything he does to you and I. He's on an obligation to give you and I the reasons for why he does what he does or the reasons for why he asks you and I to do what we do. God's under no obligation. Now, God does from time to time explain things to us, but sometimes God leaves them in the dark, doesn't he? We go to him, we ask for wisdom, and God's wisdom is, go thy way. The answer is for another day. And it's no point you and I then arguing with God and and debating with God about it. We simply need to accept it to be true as Daniel did. Because God's ways are past finding out. And God doesn't reveal everything to us. And that's the case with Daniel. Daniel didn't understand and he was told it was not for him to know and what's more, he's told more. He's told also in verse 10, he says, And many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. He Daniel, know this. Go thy way, Daniel. The matter is closed. The book is closed. This is for another day. And understand this, that none of the wicked will ever understand this, but the wise will understand it. One day, though, those who are purified will understand. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, and the wise shall understand. One day, those who are saved, one day, those who know the Savior will understand. Those who have trusted in Jesus Christ will understand. They're in focus here is especially the tribulation of the saints. What the Lord is saying is a day coming where many will be purified, many will be saved during the tribulation period, and in that day, during the tribulation, in that day, those who are saved will understand in its entirety the prophecy that I've just given to you. But the wicked... We'll never understand. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There's a day coming when those who are saved, who are made white and tried during the tribulation, will understand. But in that day, the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. Read the book of Revelation and realize that that's the reality of it all. There are going to be people in the tribulation period who are going to see the mighty works of God taking place And they're going to stand and they're going to shake their fist at God and they're going to curse God because they'll know that God's doing this but they refuse to acknowledge him as God. They will do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. They will not be able to put together the facts of Daniel and understand what's going on. But the wise will. The point is that as these prophecies unfold, saints will understand. And Of course, when the end comes, all saints will have full knowledge of these things. Now, the promise here in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 10 is that all things will be made clearer to those who are living in the end times. And they're intended to be an encouragement to those who are living in the end times. In fact, what we have here is an encouragement to you and I to prayerfully study prophetic scripture. See, when we see what's going on around us, I I don't know how an amillennialist copes. This is the kingdom, as far as the amill goes. Christ is ruling and reigning from heaven right now, and this is as good as it gets. I don't know how you become a a, 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 a post-millennialist, or as they call it today, a preterist, where we believe that we're bringing the kingdom in, that things are getting better, beloved, as we're Christianizing our world, are getting better. I don't know if they look lately, but it seems like Islam is doing a better job of populating the world than Christianity is. I don't know how you cope being a, a, a mid-tribulational rapturist or any of the other positions they all take. I don't know how you're coping that because at least being a pre-millennialist of preacher relations, when I read the word of God and I see what's happening around me, I can praise God because I know that he's on the throne, he's in control, and he prophesied that this would happen. Wicked men would get more wicked and it would become worse and worse. And as we study God's word, as we consider the world events around us, you and I can see the future predicted by Daniel, unfolding before our very eyes. And therefore we're not left with that hope, folks. Because God promises here in verse 10, the wise shall understand. Daniel, it's not for you, it's for another day. The book is closed. That other day is when those who are purified living in those end days are made wise, they'll begin to understand what I'm doing. And we're not left with that hope. Go to Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter 1. And if I went to 2 Peter rather than 1 Peter, the verses would make a lot more sense. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. This is the promise to us. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereon do you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophets in the scriptures have any private interpretation, for the prophets came not in an old time by the will of men, but the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Beloved, we have a more sure word of prophecy today. Do you know why? Because we have the finished Bible. We have 66 books of the Bible. It's complete. And we have in our very possession a more sure word of prophecy today than any Old Testament saint had. And not only that, is it more sure, because we are seeing before our very eyes the unfolding of the book of Daniel and the events leading up to the book of Revelation. We see these things. We can look back over Daniel and we can see the history of the Babylonians and the Medo-Persians, the Grecians and the Romans. And we can see the unfolding of the church age. and We can see the unfolding of the events leading up to the tribulation. And we have a more sure word of prophecy today because of that. The Lord reveals that in the end times, as trials come to the people of earth, these trials will make the believers purer and wiser, but the wicked will only become more wicked. 2 Timothy 3.13 says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The unbelievers will be ignorant of the truth, but believers will have their eyes open to the truths of the word. Now, we must understand that the immediate interpretation of this passage is that it will become apparent to tribulation saints what God is doing. Okay, I don't want to get out of context and think somehow that, you know, you and I are living in the time spoken of of Daniel chapter 12 in, in its entirety. Because what he's talking about in Daniel chapter 12 is he's talking about the prophecies to the nation of Israel, for starters. So the prophecy is not to the church, not to you and I. The prophecy here is to the nation of Israel. And as Daniel reads this, if Daniel understood it, he would understand it for his people. And those who are pure and those who are wise are the tribulation saints. After the rapture, as they read in the book of Daniel and they're reading the book of Revelation and they're reading the books of Ezekiel and the other prophetic books, they will all start to understand what God is doing and it will be a comfort and it will be a blessing to them and give them wisdom during those dark days of the tribulation. That is the immediate understanding. They will understand the work of God, for these things will unfold before their eyes. But while we're not living in the tribulation, we, however, live in the shadow of that day. There can be no doubt, beloved, as we look at our world, there can be no doubt that we live in the shadow of the days foretold in Daniel and in Revelation and in the other prophetic books. As you and I live in the 21st century and we look at our world, we stand in the shadow of the events of the tribulation. Now, whether that happens tomorrow, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, only God knows. But there is no doubt, beloved, that we're living in the shadow of the events of Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11 to 12, gives more detail of what the future holds. Notice what he says. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a 1,290 days. From the time of the daily sacrifice taken away, to the end of the tribulation will be 1,290 days. Here we're told that from the middle of the tribulation, and we read in Daniel chapter 9 about in the middle of the tribulation, how the desolation and abomination will come. And uh, we know that Antichrist will uh, go to the temple and he'll set himself up as God in the temple and declare himself to be the, the the god of heaven on the throne and he'll desecrate the temple and that and the sacrifice will cease in the middle of tribulation from the ceasing of the sacrifice in the middle of the tribulation to the end of the tribulation is 1290 days That all sounds wonderful except go back with me to Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27. Daniel nine twenty-seven. Daniel nine twenty-seven, and he shall confirm the covenant with the many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice of less to cease, for the overspreading of the nations. he shall make desolate until the consummation and the term shall be poured out upon the desolate so what we have here is that if you take three and a half years literally three and a half years it's 1260 days daniel chapter 12 says it's 1290 days in revelation chapter 11 please revelation chapter 11 And verse 2. But the court which is without the temple, leave out, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. Revelation 13, and 5. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So Daniel 9, Revelation 11, and Revelation 13 talk about 42 months, which is 1,260 days. So why is there an extra 30 days in Daniel chapter 12? Well, you think that's complicated. Now go to verse 12 of Daniel chapter 12 because it complicates even more. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1,305 and 30 days so now there's 1,335 days from the cessation of the abomination okay from the middle of the tribulation to the end of this time 45 more days can you explain? God doesn't explain to Daniel in fact, he just told Daniel, Daniel, is not for today. Go thy way. The book is closed. It's for another day. So why 45 more days? Why 30 more days? Why didn't God just say 1,260 days and make it easy? Now, although Daniel doesn't explain it, the only obvious explanation to you and I here now when we get to glory and the tribulations past, and you and I return to earth and all the days were sorted out and I got this wrong uh, you can say you got that wrong okay because I this is the best I could come up with as I studied I read commentators and went through it all this is the best this is the thing the only thing that made sense it's obvious that the coming of Christ and the establishment of the kingdom the kingdom takes time. The 1,260 days is the culmination of tribulation. It's the end of the 70th week of Daniel. Three and a half years finished. It's over. It's when Christ returns and stands on the Mount of Olives. When Christ comes back and stands on the Mount of Olives, the battle is over. The victory is won. It's ended. The tribulation is finished. But then Matthew 25 verses 31 to 46 tells us that following christ's return there are several judgments there's the sheep and the goat nation judgments for starters now we're going to take time tonight to look at matthew 25 31 to 46 we don't have time but if you want to go later and read those verses you'll find there's a series of judgments that follow the end of the tribulations after these days okay after the days of the tribulation these things will follow We're also told of the regathering of Israel in Ezekiel 20, verses 34 to 38. And that's after these days. These will take time. By the end of the extra extra days, the Bible tells us judgment will be complete. Remember in Revelation, there's a period of time after Christ's return where they have to take care of the dead. Remember, it takes weeks to bury the dead? Because there's that many, uh, two-thirds of the earth's population has been killed during the, tribula- during the tribulation period, and particularly during the battle of Armageddon where the blood has flown to the horses' bridles. There's a, And remember, the birds are called to come to the great banquet of the feast of God and they feed upon the, the bodies of the dead. And then they go and bury them and it takes them weeks to bury the dead. This all takes Time. And it seems that what's happening here is that the Lord is talking about the fact that the tribulation will come to an end after 1,260 days. But then there's a period of time after that where he talks about in verse 12 Blessed is he that waiteth and come to the 1,305 and 30 days. You have to wait a further 45 days before the millennial kingdom will be fully established. You see there's some bodies to take care of. There's some cleanup to take care of. You read what the millennial kingdom is like. It's actually pristine. It's supposed to be turned back to what it was like in the Garden of Eden. That's not what the world looks like at the end of the tribulation, is it? At the end of the tribulation, the old world is a bit of a mess. Two-thirds of the stars of heaven have fallen out. Two-thirds of the vegetation be destroyed. Two-thirds of the oceans have seen death and pollution. The greenies have had a field day seven years because things have turned out that global warming was a problem and we had polluted the planet and everything else has happened And God's going to have to clean it up for the Millennial Kingdom to happen so it seems like and as I said if I'm wrong you know I know God can clean up like that but I do know there are events in the Bible talks about burying the dead God could have just made them disappear but they actually have to bury them and it takes weeks to bury them there are events that follow the end of the tribulation to the time whereby the millennial kingdom is fully set up. And I think that's what Daniel's talking about here, what God's explaining to Daniel here. If I'm wrong, that's fine. It don't matter. Because we will have been in heaven during the tribulation. We'll be now back on earth and we're in our glorified bodies. And I don't think you and I are going to care one other, whether it's 45 days more or whatever it is. So if I'm wrong, fine. But that's the best I can find. And I think it's the best explanation according to scripture that we can come up with. Just not to leave a loose end there for you at the end of this book. Tribulation saints, glorified saints will be together. And in the concluding verses, God says to Daniel this. In verse 13 he says, but go thou thy way till the end. For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days anticipating that Daniel would not understand. And if you, Daniel, you just, you've just suffered this whole of this prophecy in the sense that this is very, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, even reading these prophecies kind of gets your brain going. Can you, and we live in this era of time prior to the tribulation. We can see some of these events. Daniel lives before all this happens. And, and Daniel's gone through all of this. And God said to him, Daniel, it's not for you to understand. The matter's finished. Close out the book. It's for another day. And you can see that God anticipates that Daniel is not going to understand this. And so the angel makes some promises to Daniel. He Tell him to go thy way and rest. Go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest. Which is a polite way of saying go thy way and you're going to die, Daniel. Okay, it's, your work's finished. Your 70 years in captivity have ended. Daniel, it's time for you to come home. Your work has ended. It's time for you to rest. When you say rest rather than die, it does sound a whole lot better, doesn't it? Because that's what it is. Daniel has faithfully labored for 70 years in Babylon, and now he gets to rest. And then he tells him to wait. Rest and stand thy lot At the end, uh, and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So he's to rest, and he's to wait, and stand in the next day. What he's promised here is, Daniel, it's time for you to rest. Your seventy years of labor is over. You are now going to rest, and one day you're going to stand in the in the millennial kingdom. You're going to be there, Daniel. Rest, and one day you're going to stand. Here he has promised the resurrection. He along with all the redeemed will participate in this glorious kingdom. His lot was not to understand the prophecy, but one day he was going to receive the inheritance. He was going to be the recipient of the fulfillment of the prophetic word. I don't know about you, but standing next to Daniel on that day would be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? You know, he didn't understand that he's going to stand there on, in the millennial kingdom and he's going to look around and you can hear Daniel say, yes. I mean, standing next to most Old Testament is going to be pretty good. But standing next to Daniel after he's sold this book, I can imagine Daniel's going to say, wow, I get it now. Now, he's probably already got it because he's in glory. But you know what I mean? You understand the sentiment. This is a blessing, Bless tr- blessed truth of Daniel. Daniel, you're going to come home. It's time to rest. But don't worry, you're going to be part of the inheritance. And we too, beloved, must wait on the Lord. You and I have no idea when he's going to come back for us, but one day the trump is going to sound, the voice of the the archangel is going to shout, and you and I are going to be called up to meet the Lord in the air, and you and I are going to be called to our rest. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And one day we're going to come back with him to this time in history. And we're going to stand with him in the millennial kingdom and rule and reign with him for a thousand years. And beloved, what a day that will be. But until then, we need to wait upon the Lord and faithfully look for his coming. For it could be today. And that ends the book of Daniel. Daniel. And uh, I next get to preach. Lord willing, we'll start the book of Revelation. Seemed like a logic place to go as as we finish this book, move on to the book of Revelation. So uh, next time I get the opportunity to preach on Wednesday night, we will move into Revelation. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you this night for your word. We thank you for the book of Daniel. We thank you for this prophetic truth, Father God. Lord, even though the book was closed up, Lord, there's so much in that final statements with regard to confidence of the future, for the resurrection, the the tribulation period, the coming of Christ for the millennial kingdom. And we praise you and thank you for your word. May we faithfully look for the return of our Savior. May we faithfully serve you till that day. Let's know this night we pray in Jesus' name.